Graham Roundtree has been announced as uh, the new coach of Munster Rugby. That was such a big momentum changer for me. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neve Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. Now we're going to turn to boxing because over in Manhattan it's all about one fight. Katie Taylor against Amanda Serrano, Madison Square Garden. We're hearing around 3am Irish time. It is very much heading for a sellout. Not quite there yet. 20,000 capacity, 14,000 pre-sales and they're heading towards the 20,000 mark is the word. And reportedly 4,500 travelling over from Ireland and the UK. A very interested observer from afar will be Eric Donovan who joins us now. Hi Eric. Hi Joe, how are you? Very well. This is the fight everybody's been looking forward to for quite some time now, even before it was arranged. Uh, Taylor, the undisputed world lightweight champion and all-round pioneer and legend in the sport against Serrano, seven-weight world champion. First female fight to headline at Madison Square Garden. They were on the Today Show on NBC this morning. They had the Empire State Building uh, face-off. This is... Uh, the big time, it's extraordinary and has caught the imagination uh, far beyond just uh, Irish eyes for sure. This is a big deal in boxing, big moment for women's boxing. Isn't it just huge, Joe? And, um, you know, it's been a long time since we've seen um, kind of even a, a male uh, world title fight capture the the, the US audience. Um, it's amazing to watch Taylor and Serrano um, just completely um, dotted across to all the terrestrial TV stations in America, uh, in America, which is fantastic. It's really captured the US audience and even the face-off on top of uh, the Empire State Building. It's just, you know, they're, they're pulling out all the stops and it's fantastic for women's boxing. And it's just incredible that it's our Katie Taylor, you know, our very own Katie Taylor. And when you mentioned about the, the, the fans that are going over, the pre-sales, you know, this is history in the making, and but it's going to be a serious, a serious challenge, a serious task. You know, Amanda Serrano is a formidable opponent. She's world class. You know, you talk about the record she has, multiple world champion in many weight divisions, all the way from super flyweight up to light welterweight. You know, and she is a really hard and seasoned professional boxer, unlike Katie Taylor, who turned professional quite quite late. Uh, in her career um and it's just it's it, it's it has all the ingredients to be an absolute classic i can't wait for it on what katie taylor's done here in professionalism it was very uh, notable that a few weeks ago amanda serrano was quoted as saying when katie turned pro i was so excited because i knew she would change things for us so it's been a very respectful build-up between the two fighters and even that comment from a few weeks ago jumped out that even Serrano recognised that Taylor's stature in the sport is a touch special and a touch different. So she anticipated Taylor having a massive effect in women's boxing. I have to say, I didn't foresee this. You know, I had real fears when Katie Taylor turned professional that this is a hard-nosed business, interest levels were poor, would the money be there? Would the sport uh, chew her up and spit her out and quickly forgotten? Would she have been better served regrouping post-Rio and winning gold in Tokyo? And what a fitting finale that would be to her career. And yet Eddie Hearn swooped in. The money has followed. The interest levels. I'm amazed what she's managed to do in the last six years. Did you foresee any of this? Honestly, I knew that she would take the professional game by storm. I knew she would go on to become a world champion. But I never 
thought that she would, um, I suppose, command or, you know, touch, expand across the globe in terms of like her reach, her her marketability, her 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 potential to, um, you know, to to reach so many households across the world. And trust me, Eddie Hearn has a huge part to. To, you know, you have to give a lot of credit to Eddie Hearn here, and it's a mad when you think about this. All started with a direct tweet, a direct message on Twitter from Katie to Eddie, reaching out to Eddie after post uh, Rio Olympic Games. You know, Eddie, I'm, I'm, I'd like to turn professional. I, I think you're the man to help me. You know, and and you know, Eddie Hearn, he didn't know anything about women's boxing at that time. You know, he had no clue. But he said, someone on this level of Katie Taylor's, you know, stature reaching out to me. I had to answer the call. I had to sit down with her. I had to speak with her. And he sat down and spoke with her and Brian Peters. And Brian Peters deserves a lot of credit as well, I suppose. But, like, there was a team there, you know. And um, I just think, in general, Eddie's one of the best promoters in the game. And just with the Sky Sports backing that Matchroom had at that time, they just really lifted her and uh, took her to a whole new level. And, of course, then we've got, on the other hand, Amanda Serrano being promoted by Jake Paul, who many people know is, you know, a, a YouTube star who has now stepped into the world of boxing. And he's taken the boxing world by storm as well, but a very smart, and a very astute guy, a brilliant uh, promoter and knows how to knows how to promote, you know, and he's bringing a whole new audience to the game as well. So there, these two guys are up there with the best promoters in boxing and two of them are are promoting the two best females in boxing, Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor. And here they are going head to head. And I know you mentioned that there was a real genuine mutual respect between Amanda and Katie. And that's true. It is there. You can see it. And they're so respectful and so um, just courteous and nice to each other and very sportsmanship-like. But trust me, deep down, both of these want to win this fight so much, so, so much. This is a massive fight. This is a historic fight. Um, and I just know that both of them are just deep, deep down. They really want to, you know, to win this because it's a, it's going to be mega. It's going to be huge. Mm. And it'll be probably, you know, the winner will probably be the, the pound for pound best female boxer on the planet. So to the fight itself then, boxing does pageantry like uh, very few other sports. So the week of this fight, the two fighters have been around each other a lot. They're being interviewed in the same room. They're posing for photos together. This is not what Man City and Real Madrid players did the week building up to their match last night. They're in zero contact with each other. They're saying very little about each other. So do you tend to read much into the week of a fight when fighters are around each other and being interviewed? And if so, what would you read into the respectful nature of their rivalry, if anything. Yeah, sometimes you can read into it and you can see maybe uh, maybe a, a, a false confidence or maybe a, someone that's a little bit kind of maybe taken aback by the whole occasion or whatever, but not in this case. The two, two of these fighters are well used to the limelight. You know, they've been in the limelight for a very long time, more so Katie Taylor than Serrano. So it's no surprise that Serrano was happy with Katie Taylor stepping into the pro game because that did shine the light on women's boxing and it did bring a lot of attention. And Clarissa Shields as well has brought, has helped to kind of shine that light even brighter as well. And Jake Paul actually mentioned something in one of his interviews. He said, it's not tangible yet, you know what I mean? But these, 
these boxers have really transcended the sport, but it's not tangible yet. In a few years' time, when we see many, many female fights, uh, top of the bills, Madison Square Garden, maybe somewhere, maybe in the UK as well, when we see it in a couple of years' time, multiple, um, multiple big fights between female uh, boxers, um, and that's the next generation that are coming along. Um, but in this case, I can't. I'm finding it hard to detect, you know, any kind of weakness. Two of them are solid. They're very, as I said, respectful. They're not trash talking, which is nice to see as well. They don't need to trash talk. They know exactly how good they are, and you know, their their records stand up on their own. They don't need to dismiss each other or put each other down, be disrespectful in any way. Um, and who, you know, whatever happens in this well in this fight, I still think like you know what I mean that the two of them are legends, and there will always be legends. But I I know that there's going to be huge bragging rights here, and I don't know how far more Katie Katie Taylor can go. I mean, like if she wins this fight, I me personally, I know it's hard to say that to somebody, but I think like you've done it all, Katie. You know, maybe like if if she can win this fight, and I hope she can, but I know it's going to be a hell of a battle. Um, I would like to see her just go off into the sunset you know what I mean and she's completed boxing like completely completed it like you know at 35 years of age I know how hard it is myself you know I know how hard it is and um, I just don't know after winning this fight if there's anything more that Katie can go on to achieve Um, but I think Serrano is the fresher of the two going into this fight I think she's the fresher of the two I think she's the more uh seasoned professional harder a very hard puncher she's knocked out three of her last five opponents but she has in total she has um uh of her knockouts i think she has 30 knockouts of her 41 wins you know so uh, it's a, an incredible stat katie hasn't had a knockout for the last three years um katie's a fast puncher we know that she's a consistent puncher high volume but there isn't that she hasn't got that concussive power, but that's because she turned professional very late, you know, and, you know, being a professional and trying to develop that power, it, it takes time. It takes years to really uh, embed that kind of foundations into place so you can punch with your whole body behind the shots. But Katie hasn't got that. And at 35, you're not going to get it. It's not going to happen now. But Serrano has. Serrano has that power and she's devastating power. Um and she, Katie's just got to be really, really careful around that um, in this fight. So to your eye, has Taylor changed much as a fighter in the six years as a professional then? Not really? Not, like, not so much in the sense, like she fights, she fights a lot more, which is kind of expected because it's, it's professional boxing. It's longer rounds. You're going to have to sometimes just go into deep waters and, you sometimes have to fight. Tactics go out the window. Game plans go out the window. Like her two fights against Delphine Pursun were perfect examples of that. You can have a plan A, B and C going into that fight, but Delphine Pursun just rips up your script and just comes at you like a bulldozer. And Katie had to go into deep waters with her, down into the trenches and work. And just work. And you're just fighting then on resilience and resolve. And it's not really... Um, proper professional technical boxing it's really just dishing it out with somebody and that's you're really going into your reserve there and going into the character that you you know the character that you are and we know that Katie has that she 
we don't like to see it. We don't like to see it because like anyone watching that fight, you'd be like, I know, I know Katie won, but you're like, oh, she took a lot of, she took a lot of hits to win that fight. You know, so I, I just think that over the last number of fights that Katie Taylor has had, they've been tough battles, really, really tough battles. And Manda Serrano hasn't really been in those kind of taxing fights over her last. Yeah. And is it, is, it, is it your uh, sense that being in those uh, wars and those tough battles and going into those deep waters, does that take something out of you permanently? There's only so many times you can go there. Yeah, I, I believe so. I believe so. I believe the fights that you win, the fights that you lose. Every time you go into a training camp and a fight, you know, I think it's a very extraordinary thing. It's an incredible thing for the body to do uh, and the mind to do, to go through that whole two months, three months training camp and then at the end of it have a, you know, an absolute war with somebody. It does. It takes something from you, you know, and then you're getting older and all of that. You're getting older and all of that as well. So, um, no, it definitely does. Um, but, you know, Katie still has unbelievable, like unbelievable talent and skill. Mm. And I just hope that on the night she can pull it off. People are saying, oh, it's whoever wants it most and whoever. It's Listen, that's ridiculous because these two want this fight so, so bad. This is actually going to boil down to errors. You know, the small mistakes in the fight, Mar like the finest of margins. You know, if Katie makes a mistake, if she falls in, you know, maybe in her previous fight, she might have fell in once, once or twice and but got away with it because her level of opponent may not have been able to capitalize. But Serrano will be in Katie's face all the time, waiting for her to make a mistake and then trying to land those big, heavy shots. So I would like to see Katie using her fainting a lot of feints a lot of feints like she used like we used to see from her in the amateur game mm. keeping Serrano at bay um, but it's going to be a high octane fight high level of um, energy high level of strength mental strength physical strength it's going to be serious battle so the way you're, you're talking there is that because of that maybe that power deficit and because of Serrano's ability to pounce on mistakes you almost want Taylor to embrace her brilliant amateur ethos and the training and the the artistry and the fainting and the movement as a as a way to beat Serrano here I do because I don't Katie hasn't knocked out an opponent for three years mm. right so I don't think she's going to knock out Amanda Serrano Amanda Serrano has lost only once in 41 fights and, and she's and avenged would, that s- sorry to interrupt Eric would Serrano have taken many punches across those 41 because maybe she's just so dominant that we don't know if she has a chin or not she is no. She's she has a chin. She's she has a chin. She's tough. She's solid. And okay. um, so I don't think Katie should waste all of her power. Try, like even obviously when you're punching, you got to be trying to punch with enough force to kind of let your opponent respect you enough to kind of back off. You know, you don't want someone to be all over you like like a fly. You know, just swarming all over you. You want to be able to let them feel your power enough to respect you to kind of back off um, and not swarm all over you. But I don't think that Katie should. I think Katie should look to try and win this fight on pure boxing skill. Mm. Get the rounds in the bank. It's only two minutes around. Just keep winning rounds. Keep winning rounds. If you go into, I find if Katie goes into that kind of war, if she gets drawn into that war with Serrano, it's going to suit Serrano more so. And I think that Serrano obviously is stronger in that department than Katie. Because um, it's funny you say that. I did see a clip in a press conference, joint press conference a while back, where Serrano turned to Taylor, not in a goading way, but not a million miles away from a goading way, saying, well, listen, I'll go three minute rounds for 12 rounds if you want, if you're game. 
and it was an edited highlight reel I was seeing, so I didn't see Taylor's uh, response to that. But the way you're talking there, those two minutes, get in, move, high octane, high, high octane, excuse me, get out. That suits Taylor. Three minute round, harder to sustain that. Very, very hard to sustain that. The three minute round, you would see a hell of a lot more knockouts in women's professional boxing. Uh, and I know that there's, there's, they're campaigning for it, like, you know, but I don't know if, you know, if we need to see it. Like, um, at the moment, anyway, I'm happy with the two minutes. I think it's very skillful, good level of skill on display. And it's really, really entertaining. The fights are really entertaining. But I think the two minute rounds will definitely suit Katie Taylor in this fight. On the um, PowerPoint, just one last uh, question on it. So I do remember when Taylor first turned professional, there was talk about how would she would uh, start planting her feet more and we would see that power radically improve. And, and here we are six years later, maybe it hasn't quite happened. So does that mean that she didn't take to the technique or it's just not possible at a certain age to develop in that way? Or is it maybe just that some fighters have that concussive power and others don't regardless of technique like when I'm watching for instance on Sunday morning Eric will I or the casual observer will I see something in Serrano's technique punching technique which differs to Taylor's watch Serrano she walks around the ring she walks around the ring her feet are glued to the canvas and so when she punches she's punching with her body not her arms not her hands like even though it's her hands that are hitting you but the body is hitting you behind it behind the shots because she's rooted to the ground She's rooted to the canvas and her feet, the more flat your feet are, the more power that you have. Because when the feet are flat from heel to toe on the on the canvas, you can imagine that those the energy coming through the the foot right up to to the hip and right up to the shoulders and then right out through the arm. It's like roots of a tree just coming right up and the energy coming through and the force coming right through the body and the punch hitting you. And that's where the concussive power is. Katie Taylor grew up in the amateur game, boxing, what, she joined boxing nine, ten years of age. Um, she turned professional after Rio. She was maybe 30 years of age turning professional. And she would have developed her boxing style on the old computer scoring system. Do you remember the computer scoring system? The, mm. the red, blue, you pick a point, you know, you hit. So everything about that was to hit and not get hit. And you're you're almost just hitting to score a point, not hitting to cause damage or not hitting to cause hurt and, you know, or, or force. You're just trying to hit as fast as you can, as quickly as you can to get a point on the board. Mm. So Katie would have been developed and conditioned on that scoring system for years, just like me. I was the same. So I'm even like, even I'm finding it so difficult to try and switch over to the pro style. Now there is an, like there is certainly improvements around Katie's style and, and but you're never going to completely make f- the full advancement okay. that you would need not yeah. changing like you're changing tact at th- nearly 30 years yeah. of age after a career in one kind of a career in one style it's very interesting you're perfect parallel then really you can totally relate so you've managed to improve a touch and I'm sure she's managed to improve a touch but there's just mm. a certain ingrained technique that you're, you've obviously found hard to shake as talented as you are it's still there it's still you're, you're indoctrinated it's a my last fight was a perfect example I, I stepped into Ramirez in the third round I hit my right uppercut a right hook to the body and a right uppercut to the head watch my feet anyone that watches back that highlight 
watch my toe. I'm actually, my two heels are up off the ground. I'm on the balls of my feet. I don't even realize it until I look back. Right. And then he just, he's flat. His both feet are flat and he throws out two punches and he drives me back. And literally, I was up on my toes when I'm getting hit as well. So you've you've no real, you've no real balance or control at that, you know. So that's why, mm. it, that's why it's so important. And, and, it, it's, and it's when you watch you, when you watch it back, you realize that. Yeah, I realize it straight away. I yeah. can see it, you know. That and and when you're on your balls of your feet throwing punches, you can imagine mm. when I talked about the heel to toe being stuck on the canvas, you're not getting. You're only getting a fraction of the power because the power comes from the ground through the feet, through the legs, through the hip. But if there's only a part of your feet on the ground, like let's say your toes or your balls of your feet, and you're up there, very little power coming through. Plenty of speed, but very little power. So does it follow then that if Taylor has the energy and the fitness to make this an amateur style fight in out quick, fainting, moving around, how do Serrano's boxing skills match up, leaving power aside? Yeah, she has good skills. She has very good head movement. Um, she has a good jab. She's a brilliant backhand. Her left hand is very, very strong. What I would like to see Katie do in this fight is to to aim to win the rounds. I don't think she's going to... I don't think she has the punch to, to, to knock out or to really stop Serrano. So she's going to have to be boxing very, very clever in the sense that when she does her work to try and minimize the damage that she takes afterwards. So land the shots and maybe then tie up Serrano. Don't allow her to work inside and try and get a breather every now and then because the performance that I'm looking for and the performance that I think will suit Katie best is her boxing skills. Hit, move, hit, move. But to do that for 10 rounds, even though it's only two minutes, to do that is going to be extremely difficult very very hard so basically she wouldn't be able to dance for 10 rounds against an opponent like Serrano so what she's going to have to do is moments in the round sections of the round 10 seconds 15 seconds here land the work land the shots bam 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 Hmm. move don't get hit then try and grab Serrano in a very kind of a cute way where the referee doesn't see a hole in whatever and just try and spoil Serrano Block her, tie her up, and minimize the damage. Try not to take any, try not to ship any 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 kind of um, yeah. uh, onslaught from from Serrano, and breathe in there because you have to breathe. Yeah. And it's going to be about preserving energy um, over the over the course of the fight because I'd be really worried about the later rounds because Serrano well, does come on strong. I, I was just going to say there are so many parallels here between you and Taylor. Everything you're describing is a young fighter's fight. And if she was 23 in front of that crowd with that adrenaline, no Mm. problem. But you understand what it's like in your mid-30s to try and produce that kind of fight. How worried are you that she runs out of steam as brilliantly as she's lived and as as well as she's looked after herself? Yeah, that would be a big that would be a big worry, you know, Um, and hopefully they've looked at that and looked at because I think Serrano is is, she's so hungry um, and vicious and ruthless in the sense that she won't step back. She will not give up. Like she's going to come on stronger and stronger and stronger. I think the first half of the fight is the time in the fight where Katie can bank rounds. She can really bank rounds. And then I would like her to maybe try and keep something in reserve to finish strong. Um, and to try and keep 
enough power, enough energy to to keep Serrano honest and to keep her um, respecting your power. And um, because if you don't, if you, when you get tired, Joe, you lose your you lose your strength and power as well. That's yeah. the, that's the other that's the side effect of losing your. That's the side effect as well of getting of getting fatigued. You lose your you lose your snap and you lose your power, and then the danger is that your opponent will walk through your hunches and walk through them, you know, and mm. that's a big worry. I'm going to mix up something you've said to me before, right? But you can you can explain it then. Uh, I seem to remember you recalling one of your recent fights and there was almost an acknowledgement afterwards that once you've won a round, once you're up and around, you don't need to win the round by a million points. You've won the round. Take it easy, conserve some energy. Or maybe equally even... If you if she comes out and you know it's it's she's full of energy and she wins the first three rounds, do you take rounds in four and five off? Now now maybe that's a dangerous game when you're given a big puncher the opportunity to land just one punch, which could end the fight. But is that something that that you would have talked about that you could imagine Taylor's camp talking about uh, when to ease off and around and maybe even taking off any of the middle rounds? And I you can explain to me what taking off a round is because I don't know how you do it when you've got Serrano coming at you. Yeah, I mean, you never want to give someone a round. You know, it's like it's a football. You never want to give someone a point or give someone a goal. You just don't want to. But at the same time, you have to be able to manage your performance and manage your energy. And with we have an we have an energy system, you know. And when Katie exerts her energy, I find that Katie fights in a high volume, very high. Um, uh, firepower, you know, loads of shots, bam, 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 and like you said there, you know, Katie could win a fight or could win a round by landing twenty punches, and our opponent might land two or three. But she could have, la- she could have maybe won that same round by landing ten punches instead of twenty. Mm. So it's about managing your exertion of your energy, and like y- you hit the nail on the head, you only win the round ten nine. You know, yeah. So why go out and empty your tank, your full oxygen tank, your energy tank? Why go out and empty that by thirty percent to win one round of boxing? You know, you want to be able to try and be smart and be clever. Now, this is all easier said than done because mm. you're in the ring and you're, you know, there's somebody wants to take your head off, you know, and then you're trying to manage that. You're trying to manage your defensive awareness. Your your Someone who's a big puncher like Serrano, you know, she's coming. She wants you. She she wants you. She wants to do damage. She has bad intent. You're trying to manage that at the same time. You're trying to manage your own output and trying to see. It's a, it's a very difficult game, you know. At the highest level of professional boxing, it really comes down to the smallest of margins. Um, and I hope that they've been working on that. But that is definitely something that is going to have to be. Executed, you yeah. know, managing that, managing your energy over the ten rounds. Because if you go out and do, if she goes out and puts in five classic rounds, and 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 there's five rounds up on the cards, and we're all like, oh, brilliant, that's fantastic, and then, and she's no, she's nothing left for the other five. You know, that's a very dangerous place to be. Mm. You're gonna have to fight with a cool head in front of twenty thousand and the world watching at Madison Square Garden. That will take its own. A strength of character to withstand the temptation to really put on a show early on in the fight. I, looking at the um, odds generally across the board, I'm seeing Taylor in the main at evens, 
uh, but Serrano the favourite at four to five. So generally there is a sense that Serrano here is going to get this done. I was reading Steve Bunce as well for in, in, uh, argument's sake to see what he made of the fight. And he was saying of Taylor, a lot of people think she's slowing down, showing a lack of desire. I didn't, I didn't think that, by the way. But anyway, lack of desire, easier to hit. They think her mind is elsewhere. Again, I don't know who's thinking that. But he says, regardless, all of those things are probably true, but they're not terminal. I think Taylor has fought well within herself in her last few fights. She's coasted in some of them. Has she looked like the Taylor of old? She hasn't. But she hasn't had to be the Taylor of old. Whisper it. I think we might see something extraordinary from Taylor. She rises to the occasion. And that filled me with a bit of hope. So do you see her form of late as coasting because she hasn't had to be at her best? Or do you worry that we have seen a decline in the last 12 months in Taylor, which, you know, was always going to happen? And and that sense is out there. That's the reason she's not favoured for this fight this year. Yeah, I I wouldn't say so much as in a decline as, you know, I, I, I still think that she's exceptional at what she does. I just think the level of threat in front of her wasn't able to, or the level of opposition wasn't able to capitalize on her uh, mistakes, you know, and there was a few mistakes. Well, like, you know, when, when I say mistakes, like um, maybe not managing the energy, right. Falling in sometimes behind the punches, the, the, what's her name? Natasha Jonas fight uh, back in May 21 was a prime example. Katie was outboxing her for the first few rounds, literally outboxing her and was banking the rounds. And Jonas couldn't get anything from this fight. And then Katie made a mistake by stand, by re, kind of fell in to Jonas, stood square, brought her two feet together. And Jonas kept, you know, just hit her with a, a big punch. Katie was really hurt. And what that done was, that gave momentum and gave hope to Jonas. And then Jonas almost came alive. She was like, whoa, I'm, I'm in this fight now, you know? And that's the difference of one little move in the game. One little move in a fight can give your opponent hope and momentum and, and drive. And she just can't afford to make those mistakes. Um, Is that falling in a common mistake in boxing? Look, I often do it. I often do it myself. You know, I even got knocked out against Alpha Barrett for the same thing. You know, but it's it's hard to kind of, yeah, it's a little bit. You you, you kind of just you you launch in a bit premature. You know, timing is off. Right. Time is a little bit off, and then your opponent, however they fainted or however they kind of brought you into a false sense of security and and bring you into that kind of bring you into that into that position into that space where you fall in miss with your punches but then when you miss with your punches you leave yourself exposed and you're at your most vulnerable then because you've just reached in to hit a target that's not there and now you're left open and then crack mm. boom and that's what the danger would be from the likes of, of Serrano so um, it's you know there's so many variables to this fight um, a lot of people are saying like you know a lot of professionals are actually leaning towards um, Serrano a lot of the US kind of pro- professionals as well. But then Serrano, even though she's Puerto Rican, she is American. A Puerto, you know, she's a yeah, Latino. Raised in Brooklyn. Yeah, raised in Brooklyn. So a lot of those, you know, Shakur Stevenson, Devin Henny, Clarissa Shields, all kind of leaning towards um, Serrano. But that's no surprise there. You know, I'm going to I'm going to lean towards Katie Taylor. I hope I thought, Katie you, Taylor I thought you might. 
Yeah, no, because I look, like, I, I actually think that Katie has been in bigger, more globally attention, global attention f- fights uh, and and occasions than Serrano. Serrano, as much as she is a class operator, this might actually get to her. This is huge for her and her country, and like the pressure on that. She's won six world titles, and we know that multiple weight divisions, like you know, but a lot of them have been in small. You know, small hall places and not many, ex- not much news or publicity around them. But now she's on the big stage. Katie's been there and has been there for years. So Katie will know. Katie will have a lot more experience on this platform than Serrano. And Serrano, even though she looks cool and calm, collected, you just don't know what way she's going to come out and perform tomorrow. You or yeah, Saturday night. You just do not know. A last thought for you. On the one hand, regardless of Saturday night, what Taylor has done in the sport is legendary. On the other hand, it's hard not to feel for her legacy and potentially a way to sign off. This is so important. There would be just that bitter aftertaste of after this brilliant six years, it ends in defeat if this is her last fight. So it's hard not to feel that this is so important for her legacy, even though her legacy dwarfs anything she's done in the ring in some respects because of the overall impact she's had yeah it's crazy that we're even talking about that isn't it like I like it that we're we're thinking like if this if this is a defeat to her if this if she ends up losing this fight I think she will be obviously bitterly disappointed but I think from what I know of from knowing Katie Taylor I just think that Katie Taylor wanted to honour the, the honour her role as a boxer as a champion as a role model, as a, a hero, and to go to her, her to give her ultimate, to reach her fullest potential, and not bow out the game a minute uh, sooner. You know, so I just think that no matter what happens in this fight, you're never going to taint Katie Taylor's legacy because she is just phenomenal and one of the greatest athletes ever to come of this country. I think she's our greatest. Um, so I would still love her to win it, though. I would still love her to win it, but I know it's going to be a big ask. Um, and sometimes in life, you know, you just, there comes a day when we will come up against a better opponent, better opposition, a better team, and that's just facts. And I just hope that it's not going to be Saturday night. Um, but Katie won her first world title as an amateur, and I think it was in 2006. We're into 2022 now. What's that? 16 years being on top of the world. That's just phenomenal. How long can how long can you stay there? Super talking to you. It's always great hearing you talk boxing. I suspect we might catch up with you at some stage after Saturday and get your thoughts on it all. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. Eric Donovan, great to have you on. Thanks so much.